and welcome to another brand new episode of Chapter by Chapter, a podcast where we cover a variety of games for a variety of eras and a variety of genres. I am your resident podcaster, Ethan, and joining us is our Kingdom Hearts expert, Carlos. Hello, everyone. Glad to be back. Yes, uh, so last time we went through... Deep Jungle, we covered that, we went over what my favourite ever cutscene in the entire Kingdom Games franchise is, that being Clayton uttering the words GORILLAS. Uh, So I have now lost all passion I had for this project, so my turn will be somewhat more depressed throughout the rest of the series and throughout any of our Kingdom Hearts games we do. Anyway, so, we're on to Wonderland. Uh, Wonderland is based off of the Disney film Alice in Wonderland, released in 1951. My mother's second favourite Disney film, actually. Uh, In comparison to the movie, it is similar-esque to the movie, with some events from Wonderland being related to the movie, so like when it's like scene by scene there are some similarities, but the overall plot is uh different. For example, we don't really explore uh because we do get areas in Wonderland, but like we don't meet the Tweedle twins, we don't meet the Mad Hatter, uh or the Mad Rap or the Mad Hair. Uh we don't meet the Caterpillar smoking drugs, uh, and sort of earlier sequences in the film with the rabbit aren't really mentioned. But the, but the white rabbit is also still present. Uh, concerning the cast, uh, most of the cast is absent due to it coming out, uh, something like 62 years after the original. Uh, but surprisingly, so all of the actors have been replaced. Uh, the, so the characters that appear and have dialogue are the Red Queen, White Rabbit, the Doorknob, and Alice. Uh, the Red Queen is now voiced by Tress McNally, uh, who personally I recognise most as her role in Futurama as Mom, which I absolutely love. I'm re-watching Futurama right now and I just absolutely love seeing Mom on it. Uh, the White Rabbit and the Doorknob are vo- both voiced by the same actor, Corey Burton. Uh, they were originally voiced by Bill Thompson, both of them, and the Red Queen was originally voiced by Verma Felton. But interestingly enough, uh, the title character, Alice, keeps her same voice actress of Catherine Beaumont, uh, who I'm not entirely sure, but I'm almost certain is probably dead now, unfortunately, because uh, something like 60 years since the movie, Kingdom Hearts would have been in production, uh, and obviously she probably played Alice either as a child or as an early teenager because her voice is the same. So she would be, so she would have been 70 or something at the time. So she is still alive. She would be something like 90 now, at least. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, I just. Yeah, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, I just, I just think it's really interesting how, um, you know, even for, you know, some of the, uh, you know, I'll say classic, um you know disney animated movies that they still they still will somehow draw in the original voice actors um you know for the main characters and it, i mean it's just it's just something about the disney magic something about the mouse 
Yeah. Uh, and it's, like, great because uh, she obviously played Alice originally, and she did come back and reprise Alice in this, which I think is just brilliant. It is sort of her testament to her character because, like I say, uh, to be able to do Alice six years after, she would have probably had Alice as one of her first acting roles, especially because it was a Disney film, so it probably would have been her first role, really. So... Uh, yeah, so for her to sort of come back and, like, one of the first ever things she did, I really appreciate that, and if she, and if she is still alive, or if any of her family or whatever are listening to us, I really admire your, uh, I really admire her commitment as an actress. But, anyway, that's enough about the characters, so let's jump right into Wonderland. Uh, yes, so um, right away, right as soon as you enter um, Wonderland, you can kind of see, um, you know, the magic of the world. Um, Sora, Donald, and Goofy very uh, neatly float down um, into uh, Wonderland um, to the strange room um, and ever so gently um, land, except for Goofy, who was actually taking a quick quick nap um during their floating down yeah. um so goofy lands with a thud and wakes up and then they're just like oh what you know what's this new world where are we and then they see the white rabbit um you know run frantically out of the room with his classic line i'm late i'm late i'm gonna be late um so they see him run by and then sword on goofy just like well late for what um mm -hmm. so they decide um to follow the white rabbit um into the area that the game calls the bizarre room. Um, so when they first enter the bizarre room, they are entirely too big. Um, and I believe the, uh, I think it's the Cheshire cat that says, mm. Hey, why don't you drink, uh, try drinking one of the, you know, potions on the table. It'll make you smaller. Um, so, uh, you know, Sora drinks the potion and then somehow, all three of them magically become smaller um, to adapt to the world. Um, and then as soon as you become small and land on the table, Heartless appear. Um, so you can kind of see that it's a different situation um, from Deep Jungle. You can see that Heartless are already here. So that means there is um, someone here that is um, drawing the Heartless um, to the world by some kind of means, whether it's you know, that they want power or they're just an evil person. Um, you can already see that the Heartless are here um, and that um, they're already kind of, you know, just causing just some troubles by their presence. Yeah. Uh, we don't really see, like, we don't really ever get a concrete answer about what is the source of the Heartless incidentally enough but like there are suspicions and we'll get into them as we meet them uh something i want to note as well is that we uh the opening scene where they float down into wonderland is taken straight from the movie in the movie alice tumbles into a hole and that's how she enters wonderland and she does sort of like panic as she's going down the hole but then she sort of gradually floats down the hole and sort of 
calms down, but like, I just thought I'd mention that was taken straight from the film. Uh, in regards to the layout as well, the layout uh, for the beginning part is the exact order Alice visits in the film. So she comes into this sort of mishmashed room uh, and then she enters the bizarre room and drinks the uh, container and she sort of like, as uh, she notices the white rabbit go into a tiny door. Uh, she then drinks the liquid on the table to shrink and then she manages to fit through the door. So pretty much the opening scenes parody the film exactly. But after you uh, head for the door, you are taken to the Rose Garden where Alice is sitting on trial against the Red Queen. Yes, yeah, so we um, we come to the trial and we see that Alice is on the stand um, and the um, Queen of Hearts basically accuses Alice um, of, I forget exactly what it is. I think it's I, that I think she, it's, I think she accuses Alice of theft and stealing her heart while attempting to yes. do it anyway. Yes, that's what it is because I always, I just skip the cutscenes <laughs> or, or like the little, the, the in, in Disney story cutscenes, I skip those because yeah. they're not that important to the overall plot but yes um it's attempted theft of the queen of hearts uh own heart um and of course alice is like why well, would never do that um and then sora donald and goofy interject and they go uh no it can't be her um it has to be the heartless mm -hmm. um and the queen of hearts goes how dare you interrupt my trial but now i'm curious um find me proof that it's the heartless and maybe i'll let alice go free um, so of course, Sora, Donald, and Goofy take up the task, um, of finding evidence that it was the Heartless, um, that were attempting to steal the Queen's heart and not Alice herself. Um, so from there, they go into, uh, the forest, uh, area of Wonderland. Yep, uh, forest area is, uh, again, uh, another area that Alice visits in the films. She uh, goes to here, and here's where she finds the drugged-up caterpillar. Here, the Cheshire Cat appears to you again and sort of gives you a hint as to where the pieces of evidence are. Three of the pieces are easy to find, but the last piece is not. Uh, so you basically go off those hints and try and find the evidence. Uh, and I wanted to mention uh, the scene in the Red Garden with Alice on trial is somewhat similar to the movie. Something similar happens where... Uh, basically what happens is Alice stumbles upon the Rose Garden while trying to find uh, the White Rabbit and the Cheshire Cat directs her there. Uh, but the what happens in the film is all of the Queen's guards have planted white roses and the Queen absolutely hates white roses. Uh, so they're painting them red to sort of fool her. And so Alice helps the guards paint the roses red uh, not blue, nor green, not tangerine. They paint the roses red. Uh, then the queen comes over, finds out that the roses have been painted red, and basically uh, starts shouting her mouth off at her guards and demands to know who did this. Everyone blames Alice, so then Alice is put on trial by the Red Queen, and then she's exe 
citizens Alice to execution. Uh, but then Alice eats a cake, grows a massive, and puts the queen in her place before shrinking down again. Uh, so, all in all, the scene in the game is less dramatic, but similar in some regards. So, why don't you take us through where the piece of, pieces of evidence are located? Yeah, um, so the first um, piece of evidence against the Heartless, um, you're going to find um, pretty much as soon as you um, enter the forest, if you walk forward a little bit, you'll see a little opening to the right side. Um, it's going to have um, a piece of evidence. The, the game calls it Footprints. Mm -hmm. Really, it's just um, they give these you know little names that pretty much says it's the Heartless. Yeah. Um, if you keep going to the back of the forest, you're going to find a... Um, another treasure, another treasure chest um, that's going to have um, evidence against the heartless. Um, and then if you if you get these two and you're kind of stuck on where the other two are, um, if you double back um, to the beginning, you'll um, see these flowers at the opening. Um, and if you interact with one of the flowers, one of them says. Um, if you give me a potion, I'll make you bigger. Mm -hmm. um, so if you give the uh, if you give the flower a potion um, from your items, it's going to make Sora bigger. Um, and then Sora can actually interact with a couple um, other things in the area um, that changes the landscape a little bit. So there's a giant stump, tree stump that you can't do anything with um, when you're norm small or normal size. Um, but once you're big, um, you push the tree stump down. That causes um, some lily pad, uh, you know, lily pads to come up from the ground um, and provide sort of a area for you to jump through. Mm -hmm. um, and then to um, there's also a giant tree that has a fruit. Um, eating the fruit makes you return to small or normal size. Um, but also, if you hit the tree, it turns, um, and then it reveals a um, opening uh, that is available through the top um, when you uh, jump on the little lily pads uh, in the treetops. Um, that, if you go through, takes you to another area um, in the bizarre room. So, if you want to access both areas without having to give the um, the flower another potion. Um, you knock down the fruit first from the tree, hit the tree, eat the fruit, and then you're able to get to um, both areas from the top of the treetops without having to um, give another potion or you know double back for any items or anything. Um, so from here, the if you go through the um, hole in the <clears throat> from the treetop, it takes you um, back to the bizarre room, um, and here it. Uh, the item is another uh, evidence against the heartless. It's called the stench. Um, and then if you um, go back through the hole uh, or go back to the forest and take the other path um, from the uh, from the stump, it gives you the claw marks. Um, and whichever whichever evidence is. Um, uh, that you have to jump through through like a fountain spout once you get to the bizarre room. Mm. Um, whatever, it doesn't matter what order you find the evidence. Uh, once you get that specific evidence, the Cheshire cat appears to you and he's like, 
oh, hey, you did a good job finding the hard-to-find evidence. I'm going to give you something good. Uh Um, And he gives you the blizzard spell early. Um, Normally, if you would find any other amount of evidence um, or forget this one specifically, um, you have to wait to get blizzard um, until the end of the world when you defeat the boss. Yeah, uh, and Blizzard will become very useful against the boss, which we'll get to when we face him. So, you have the evidence, you take it back to the uh, Rose Garden where the court is, Uh, you submit your evidence to the council, and the Queen goes, Well, I'm submitting my evidence, and submits a box, and you basically have to... uh, pick one of your boxes. Uh, this is another reason why you're encouraged to get all of the evidence. The box that your evidence, like the box that the Queen's evidence in is random every time. So if you have more pieces of evidence, like there is less chance you'll pick the Queen's evidence. If you pick the, <clears throat> if you pick your evidence, it will reveal that a Heartless was the one who stole her heart. Uh, the Queen will say, no, that's Balderdash, you're wrong, guards attack them. And so the guards will attack you and set up this sort of tower thing. Uh, the same thing pretty much happens if you pick the Queen's evidence, except it's Sora, Donald, and Goofy that are revealed to be the culprits. So the Queen will do the same thing, but she'll put Donald and Goofy in a cage, so you have to free them uh, as well. So it just makes the battle that little bit harder. Yeah, it's actually interesting depending on how many... Um, pieces of evidence you get as opposed to how many pieces of evidence the queen puts in um it can either be that it was um whatever heartless if you end up picking your own um or it could be just donald it could be just goofy or it could be both of them yeah um and depending on um what you pick if you end up picking a heartless cool you have them in your party um but if you pick the queen's evidence and it picks one of your one or both of your party members um, those Donald and Goofy will be locked in a, a, you know, sort of vine cage almost. Um, and you think they're stuck. You can break the cage to free them. Um, or the, uh, you know, once the tower comes up that you have to lower to free Alice. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the fight, um, this fight can be a little difficult, um, but there's actually a little trick. If you hit the Queen of Hearts, um, and she kind of faints and falls over. The cards don't know what to do. Um, so the cards just like stand in place and they kind of limp over because um, they don't have anyone commanding them anymore. Yeah. Um, and you're free to just wail on the tower um, until the tower is fully destroyed. <laughs> um, and then Alice, and you can continue um, the game. And there's a little short little cutscene that plays afterwards where um, the cage Alice was in drops. The curtain rolls back, uh, but it reveals that Alice is gone. She's not no longer um, in the cage. Um, so now you're tasked to finding out what happened and where and finding Alice. Hmm. Yep. Uh, so you basically have to hunt for Alice. The way you do this is by getting back to the bizarre room via a different entrance. Uh, I'm not entirely sure where that entrance is. But you head back to the bizarre room and you go into this ceiling sort of area where there are these lanterns that you need to, I think you either need to light or extinguish them. 
and then the Cheshire Cat will come over and say, "Oh, the shadows have gotten stronger. They're they'll appear soon." Uh so uh, why don't you like? Is that right? Am I right, or am I just talking a load of nonsense? No, you got it. Um, <laughs> so, um, now that you've sort of um, you know, gone through um the you know, gone through the forest and the bizarre room a couple times. Um, once you enter the forest again, um, one of the flowers spits up a, a, a boulder that was blocking um, a path out of the um, bizarre forest. Um, so now the Cheshire Cat says, hey, there's a new path open. Why don't you go see where it leads to? Uh -huh. um, so you go to the back of the forest um, and you enter the garden area um, where you see that the um mad hatter and the mad rat have set up a tea party um depending on which seat you sit in um in the um on at the table that's set up um will determine whether you get an item or you have to fight some heartless um it's not totally random based it's pretty much if you sit in every other chair starting from the one uh on the far left you will almost always get items um and then the chair uh, all the way on the far right, closest to the uh, portrait of the Mad Hatter and the Mad Rat. If you sit in that, it will always give you an elixir. Um, so that's just a, a good healing item to have early. Um, but if you uh, enter the bizarre room from the um, from the tea garden, um, yeah, you know, it's just like Ethan says. Um, the Cheshire Cat pops up and he says, "Oh, maybe if you turn the lights on, something will happen." Um, so you turn on the lights, and you know, it's like he said. He, you know, Cheshire Cat pops up and he says oh, the shadows have gotten stronger. Why don't you go see what's up in the uh, in the bizarre room? And by there, he just means go back to where the doorknob is, uh, where everything is right side up and the floor is normal and the ceiling is normal. Um, so once you return there, um, this is where you have your boss fight um, against the Trickmaster. Mm -hmm. um, so the Trickmaster is... Um, it's kind of an easy boss. Um, they, the, the game wants you to go visit Wonderland first because it rates it as a one-star mm -hmm. um, difficulty. So, you know, it means the Heartless aren't going to be super difficult. Yeah. Um, but the boss fight is still going to be a challenge. Um, so if you, um, <clears throat> if you manage to stay on the table um, for the whole fight against the Trickmaster, um, it's going to be very easy. Um, after a certain number of hits, the Trickmaster uh, falls over and gets dizzy, um, and then he drops his head, which is his weak point, and you can just wail on his head. Yeah. Um, but if you took the path we took, um, and you have uh, Thunder early, you can go to the uh, floor, any other safe spot um, in the arena, and just cast Thunder. Um, until the uh, Trickmaster falls over, um, you know, hit him from there and then continue. Um, Thunder is actually like the safest strategy because Thunder is actually uh, a very good mid to long range magic option. Mm -hmm. um, so you can stay at a safe distance, cast Thunder, um, and watch the Trickmaster's HP bar go down and down and down until you defeated him. Yeah. Uh, with you saying that, uh, something else I want to mentioned is with you talking about getting blizzard early uh blizzard will prove to be quite useful because uh the tricks master is considered like a sort of fire element heartless 
Uh, so like ice attacks and that will do more damage to it. So Blizzard can be also extremely useful. But you beat you beat uh, the Trickmaster, it collapses, it releases its heart, and then you uh, then the doorknob starts to yawn and it's your second keyhole which is in its mouth. Yeah, this is actually a clever, you know, uh, clever placing for the keyhole, um, <laughs> obviously because you're speaking to the doorknob. Yeah. Um, so it makes sense that the keyhole would be where the doorknob is. Um, and again, depending on how you play, this is either your first or second keyhole. Mm -hmm. um, but the animation still stays the same. Yeah. Um, beam of light shoots out um, from Sora's keyblade, goes to the keyhole, nice locking animation goes. Um, and then it is here um, in Wonderland that another um, green, shiny, new gummy piece falls out. Mm -hmm. um, and now you have uh, pretty much a set of new gummy pieces that you still don't know what to do with. Yeah. Uh, so, after this, your sort of only real place left to go, if you have been following our guide, is Traverse Town. You need to go back there. So that's really the only place you have left to go. Uh, doing so will re, uh, so you'll go back there, uh, obviously we'll touch on what you need to do next in the next episode, uh, but something of, no, I wanted to bring up, and we did mention this briefly at the end of the last episode, so, well, towards the end of the last episode, uh, after you complete Deep Jungle, there's a cutscene where Maleficent and her cronies sort of talk about the situation in Deep Jungle, and how they don't know about their other plan involving princesses. Uh, we mentioned how when Maleficent says, speaking of which, Snow White will be shoved out of the shadows and sort of revealed as what they're after. But if you went to Wonderland first, Alice will actually be shoved out of the shadows, revealing that. Uh, so you do sort of know the identities of two of them if you play the game more than once and do it in a different order. But obviously, if you've played the game once, you know the identities of all of them. But, so, we now know that they're after these princesses as well. Uh, obviously, Sora and Sora, Donald and Goofy don't know this. Like they say, they're unaware of our other plan. But, so, after you seal the keyhole, uh, Heartless again uh, no longer appear. Is there anything in Wonderland of Note before we leave? Um, There are a few, um, you know... Now that Wonderland is fully open, um, the Cheshire Cat actually makes a remark once you seal the keyhole um, that says the shadows have changed. Um, the shadows have changed the forest. Um, so what that means is that now you can access new locations. Um, and when you go through um, different doors that you've already been through, the room is either going to be um, changed or flipped a certain way. Um, to how it's going to be for the remainder of the game. Mm -hmm. um, so, you uh, you know, other than um, a few notable, um, you know, early game uh, gummy pieces that are very powerful, um, there's actually a few sets of Dalmatians that you can get yeah. um, if you double back through either the forest um, and get to the bizarre room from a few areas. Um, but other than those few... Um, sets of Dalmatians, there really isn't anything else 
um, of no other than just, you know, uh, healing items and gummy pieces. Yeah, uh, that's it, really. Uh, so, that's all we have for Wonderland. Uh, next time, we will be revisiting Traverse Town for the second time. Uh, would you like to share your channel before you go? Uh, yeah, so I stream um, pretty regularly over on Twitch. Um, obviously, if you're listening to these episodes, um, I would have already... Um, either completed or be just about done um, Kingdom Hearts 1. Um, and I might either be playing a different game of the Kingdom Hearts series or something entirely different. Um, so if you're interested, uh, pop on over uh, for a stream. Uh, my Twitch is uh, twitch.tv backslash the 1825. Um, and if you're unable to catch the streams live, I also upload them to my YouTube channel. Um, you can find me on YouTube at youtube.com backslash the 1825 yeah uh thank you for listening to another episode of chapter by chapter uh episodes released weekly on our youtube spotify and apple podcasts we do have a competition going that you will be able to uh that you'll gain automatic entry to if you're subscribed to one of our higher Patreon tiers. Uh, if you're not, there will be details on how to enter that on our Twitter at chapter by chapter one. Uh, that's all we have.